Praise the Lord, everyone. It's Brother Cruz here, your host for the Everyday Apostolics Podcast, where the individual shares their story for God's glory. Greetings in Jesus' mighty name to those that are listening, whether here in Australia and other parts of the world. I do hope that your week went well uh, during during the last uh, episode that we had. But look, if you had some challenges, if you had some ups and downs, let me tell you, let me tell you, not let me encourage you that Jesus is in control of your situation. Now, before moving on, it's unfortunate that this week, um, today, today during this uh, during this recording, that it was unfortunate to hear the passing of the former superintendent of the EPCA, Reverend Jeff Holden. Uh, condolences to the Holden family. Um, for me personally, I didn't know the person as an individual. I came to the Lord in 2003. However, my pastor at Parramatta, uh, Pastor Ben Revel, uh, Reverend Holden officiated his wedding with uh, him and uh, Sister Abby Revel. So, once again, my condolences to the Holdens. And it's, got, it's, a, it's a legacy that this individual, this man, has left, which uh, will be shared in you know, many years to come. But in, in saying that, it just shows that, you know, that life is fragile. Life is a uh, life you won't be here forever, and, you know, life is short. But once again, condolences to the Holden family. Uh, also on top of that as well, acknowledging the Pentecost of Sydney. We have the, um, we have the turning point this weekend, marking the 30th anniversary. Wow, 30 years, three decades. My first turning point was back in all the way. Well, my first full weekend of turning point was back in 2004 as a 15-year-old. So, well, if you do the math, probably, yeah, 19 years later. To see Turning Point, um, you know, celebrate its 30th anniversary. It's wonderful to see. Uh, but look, for this week, guys, uh, it's for this week's episode. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a real and honor, privilege for me to have uh, not just a guest, but a family member uh, share her story. And you may think why am I speaking a bit slow? Because I'm starting to get a bit emotional. That this individual, this uh, cousin of mine, you know, she was at a stage where. Let's just say during the COVID period, you know, she may have been one of the statistics in in passing away. If I was just to be that grim, but in that I'm saying, I'm saying that I'm just thankful to the Lord that you know she's alive and well today, and that she's going to share her story this week, especially during that moment and during that time where you know, for me as a family member, we were uh, we were given that moment, we were given that sort of awareness that you know, get your phones ready. Uh, you may receive a phone call. I was waiting to receive a phone call any minute, but I just thank the Lord that did that didn't occur, that didn't happen. So for this week, it's an honor and privilege to have to have Petrina Petrina Fitzgerald from the Pentecostals of Parramatta. She's going to share her story this week, and look, I do hope you take something out of it, uh, especially for her story. But not only just for this podcast, uh, dearly beloved, but for every episode of the EA podcast where any individual comes on. A brother or sister in the Lord where they share their story but for this week it's uh I really look I really enjoyed it and you will, you're gonna hear some parts where they you know let's just say like people cutting onions that's why you, uh, you can eat uh, that's why there's a lot of waterworks <laughs> Trina if you're hearing this look I, I love you I love it cuz I love it Trina but without further ado Katrina Fitzgerald from Pentecost of, uh, of Parramatta sharing her story for God's glory Take it easy, guys. Enjoy the podcast. Till next time. See you.
Okay, praise the Lord, everyone. Brother Cruz here, here your host, we your host for the Every Episodes podcast. Hope all is going well. And look, I'm here with our guest for this week. We've she's a family member, but also a member of the church here in the Pentecostals of Parramatta. I'm here with Petrina Fitzgerald. Petrina, welcome. Thank you, thank you, Brother Cruz. No worries. So it's wonderful for you to be on this podcast and. I know you've got a story to, to share for God's glory, but uh, without further ado, look, I've just mentioned your name, but let, uh, let's get dove deep into your into your life. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give you this moment to, for you to share about yourself, your upbringing, your background, where you're born and raised, where you're living, uh, so on and so forth. So I'll give it away to you. Yeah, um, so I was um, born and raised in Sydney, in Darlinghurst. Um, uh, my parents migrated from the beautiful islands of Fiji in 1982 around um, for dad's job. So dad's, dad was like a, a civil engineer for an electrical engineering company and they brought us over. And um, yeah, so that's where we, I was born in Darlinghurst, but mostly raised around uh, Western Sydney parts. Mm. Um, we moved out to Marion. I don't know if a lot of people know Marion Blacktown. Um, you would remember our house growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we moved out there in about nineteen eighty seven. Um, moved out to that house, and yeah, I grew up mostly around there. Um, growing up, uh, with my, like with we were taught, uh, we were taught many of the Bible from when we were young, like very young. Um, so mum's family was mostly Jehovah's Witness. Um, dad's family, uh, dad's teachings were the Methodist teachings and in our house. So, but um, my grandmother, you know my grandmother, Nana Lucy. Yeah. So she was a very strong JW. Um, uh, so we grew up with her and teaching us the Bible, teaching us the word from when we were very young. Um, Nana Lucy lived with us from when I was about maybe two, two years old. I don't know, until you would know yeah, the, the exact age when she moved here from Fiji and she helped to raise me. So Nana and Lucy helped to raise me at the, when I was very young as a toddler. And um, my memories as a child, like growing up, uh, we always knew, knew about God, but we uh, didn't know about, you know, the full truth of God. Like we were always surrounded with our grandmother, with our mother praying. So, um, Growing up in Jehovah's Witness is very different because you don't really learn things based on the Bible. You learn of these things that are, uh, they call, uh, what is it called, those magazines? What are they called? Oh, yeah, the... The, um, yeah, the magazines that they hand out at the door. So that's what I used to grow up reading because yeah. I was always actually scared as a young child to open the Bible. <laughs> yeah, because I thought, oh, I'd, I'd never understand those words. But I'd be reading, yeah, those magazines that JWs would... Yeah, so, um, yeah, so we were always, you know, surrounded by JW teachings. We had our uncle, one of our uncles from dad's side, which used to come and Bible study us when we were young kids. So, uh, when, when I think it was from when I was about six or seven. Yeah, and so um, my memories of my grandmother from a very young age, she was always very much a praying woman. Um, and she used to pray, like, when she prays, <laughs> when she prays, the food goes cold, as Antiochi used to say. <laughs> when she sits there and she prays, and all I remember is she, when she used to pray, I used to always fall asleep in her lap. 
So she wrote, you know, like now, you know, our grandmother's cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they'd be praying. And so, yeah, so I think that's like from a very young age, we always learned, like I was always um, intrigued with learning the word of God and learning about the Bible. And then, um, yeah, and then as I grew up into my teen years, you know, I struggled with, you know, a lot of, as you're a teenager, you struggle with your identity and, you know, following the crowd and learning, you know, things that are, you know, not really pleasing to God. And so when I was in my teen years, like a lot of things happened in in our lives, in our in in our home, that you know shifted a lot of things in our the way we lived. Like, cause my parents had divorced at a very young age. I was only thirteen, and um, so yeah, so it was very it was a very um very challenging time for us all as a family and i think uh because we went through that because god brought us through that brought us through that like it was um it was pretty much like sort of what built up to like my mum wanting to you know we were just seeking god we were we knew that at that stage we were all trying to uh find our faith as you can say it yeah so we were going to different churches and you know and um i you know praise god like my sister my oldest my older sister calera she came she was the first one i think to come to this truth and she and then it was slowly was like i think it was uncle david was it uncle david and then hartley or hartley and then uncle david i think it was that yeah so it was yeah slowly like i remember when I was a teenager, so Lella took me to the old Grace Tabernacle, Grace Tab- Tabernacle Youth Group, and I was about maybe 15 or 16. And I remember when I walked into that youth group in Grace Tabernacle, because it was upstairs in the old back room, mm. and I just thought, oh, wow, what are these weird people, like, singing, and, you know, the way the youth used to, it was actually a pretty big youth group um, back then. Yeah, and I just thought, wow, this is weird. This is a bit funny, you know. And then, um, yeah, Della invited us to a couple of services. So I think she would take Hartley sometimes and take because Nella was um, just saved then, and Uncle David was too. And yeah, it was all like very different to us from what we grew up with with the JW. And you know, Methodist is very, you know, everything's very. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very different. Yeah, the worship and the praise and everything. And you just feel like I felt different the first time I walked into Grace Tabernacle, but that was when I was a teenager. But I actually wasn't saved until I was 20 years old. And I remember I came back from uh, living in America for about 10 months with with Lella mm. when I was 20 years old. And then, um, yeah, then I think it was mum would be telling me because back then mum was just saved like she was just baptized she yeah and then she she had all was always telling me oh i'm praying for you you've got to come to my church because she was going to grace tabernacle and then i asked uh i think it was uncle david and auntie he had to come and bible study me because i was reading the bible a lot and and you know it was just like god had brought me back from america for that like for that reason because I, I was planning to stay there and to live there permanently with Lella but then things happen things change and I think it's because you know after um, 
uh, what do you call it, after the Twin Towers. 9-11, and, yeah. Yeah, 9-11, yeah. like I was a bit, you know, just wanting to come back and, and it shook me up a little. And because back then America was like, everything was just in total chaos. <laughs> yeah, what was happening living there. And then I told mum, yeah, I want to come back because I'm just getting scared. I'm getting worried because mum at the time was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. So, she, and I was worried about mum. I was like, oh, what if something happens to me here in America and I can't see you, mum? And so, yeah, and then mum told me, oh, yeah, just move back, move back whenever you pray about it. And then, yeah, and then move back. And then I ended up moving back. And then I think it was only a few months that I ended up getting a Bible study with um, Uncle David and Auntie that turned up to mum's house and when they Bible study I, I can never forget that day it's like you you know you forget you you never forget it when you receive that full revelation of who God is when he and you know Uncle David the way he used to Bible study is <laughs> so because when I talk about Uncle David yeah yeah it's very hard um yeah, he's a man that he loved God. And when he when he opened up in prayer that day, when I sat down, yeah, and it, it's just like, wow. It's like all those years, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those years, you just, when you're reading your word and then it's just when you get that full revelation of who God is yes. and what it takes to be saved. And yeah. And then when he gave me that Bible study and the oneness of God and yeah, and then he him and him and Auntie Aggie asked, Oh, do you want us to pray for you to get the Holy Ghost? And I think it only took less than a minute that I got the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And then they, they prayed for me and I got the Holy Ghost. And I was just yeah, I was just in awe after what happened and then I asked um Uncle David and Auntie Aggie, I said, I wanna get baptized now and at the time Pastor Sam and Sister Sala were um, you know, um, in running Paramount, and then they told me, yeah, if she wants to get baptized now, because he called them straight away. He called Pastor Sam straight away on the phone. It, I think it was about like late. It was almost midnight. <laughs> and then I'm gonna say, yeah, we can open up that baptism for you right now in Grace Tabernacle. So we went down like in the middle of the night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I got baptized. Praise God. Yeah, and it was. I think God was working in me like the week before. So the week the week I got baptized, it was funny because it was the weekend before. It was in May. It was Mother's Day, and there was a message that Sister Gina shared on in Mother's Day service. And I remember Mum was telling me, "You have to come to Mother's Day service, please, darling. Would like really, you know, really make me happy if you came to our special. You know how they do the special thing for Mother's Day." And I'd never forget that message that Sister Gina shared, and it really was like sticking in my mind all week and I, that's what actually made me want to get a bible study is just the gina shared on bringing the baby home yeah that was her message bring the baby home and that yeah that really stuck with me and that was actually the following weekend that i was baptized yeah after mother's day so that's why mother's day is always a <laughs> very yeah special time for me but also very hard you know our mums aren't here yeah mm. but praise god that you know our mums were all saved too in this truth and yeah i'm thankful for what he's done in our lives and yeah how yeah. how <laughs> sorry if you have a bit of crying ladies and gentlemen that yeah, someone's, someone's cutting onions 
Someone's cutting his onions in the kitchen, so that's right. Yeah. But, but Trina, yeah. you know, like, uh, you know, of course, you've been involved in the church back in the early days and that. And but one of the questions bring forth when mom passed. Yeah. You know what was, what does that go? What is that for you? What was that like for you when, you know, someone you love dearly, you know, the Lord, you know, the Lord said it's time for mom to come home. Yeah, I think. Um... You know, we didn't, Chris, you're the same, you know, we didn't exactly grow up the best childhoods, you know, memories. But, you know, our mums were always praying women and they always taught us, you know, make the best of what God gives you. Mm. Yeah. So that's like, um, I think, you know, mum's prayers echo in my head (laughs) every day. And what she used to say to me when I was a teenager and, you know, tells she used to tell me, oh, you know, I'm going to keep praying for you, even though, you know, you, you know, and I'd argue with her and everything. And now all those, uh, you look back on all those arguments, all those disagreements with them, and then you think they're gone now, and you just like, wow, they, they were right. Their prayers were right. Their prayers were right on point. Like, they, they knew exactly, you know, exactly what we needed in our lives. And that's why I thank God, like, what, where we are today. Yeah. Mm. It's very bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can I can relate to yeah, that. You know. yeah. So but you said as well, Trina, what you know, maybe what what do you what have you learned from the first time you you know you see the Bible study yeah. to where you're now, but you know, knowing you know, knowing you that you're a family member. Yeah. But you've had your ups and downs. You yeah. you know, you went to church and of course you went you went for a bit of a walk. Yeah. What yeah. They say. yeah. Went for a bit of a walk, went back to Egypt, went <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, went back to Egypt. You know, my walk with God wasn't, um, you know, it's it's always it was a struggle. Like as a, when I was younger, you know, I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's very hard to serve God when you're young. It's very hard because this world will lie to you, will t- and try and entice you with things that are not, you know, that are not good for you. Yeah. So I was yeah I was very young and and you know very rebellious as you can say to my mother <laughs> to my mother to auntie Iggy. <laughs> yeah. and but you know but as you grow older you realize like god you know god shows us things and you know refines us through the fire so yeah and so when like as i've grown up and learned learned the first thing i've learned is time is very precious mm-hmm. yeah especially um after what god has brought me through yeah that time is very precious like I was um, I was uh, you know thinking back of what he's done when I um, went through COVID like that was a big turning point for me like COVID was a very um, hard-hitting thing because I almost lost my life in 2021 and not seeing my kids being in a coma for I think it was how long was it going to come for almost a month yeah so that was like I thank God for that I thank God for that because if I didn't go through that yeah it it really um, opened up my mind opened up like to be re- refreshed by him to re- it really um, shifted me in a way that I, I needed to be shifted like because that's how much he loves us isn't it Chris you know he just that's how much he loves us that I'm so I thank him every day. And I look at I look back at like like I was so I'm I used to, like it's funny because when you 
when you're walking for Jesus, you look back and you realize how much, like how much He has done for you. But when you're in the world and you're blinded by sin, you don't see, you don't see your blessings. But it's so amazing when you're walking with Him daily. Like you look back on it. Like every day, I just wake up and just thank Him. Like I thank Him with just the breath of life to be spending every day with my kids here. Mm. One thing I ask, you know, you, you mentioned that Trina. When you were in the coma, was there anything, was there anything you could remember in regards to where you just like really blacked out as due to the heaviness of, you know, the, what the um, doctors were giving, especially when during that time of COVID? Yeah, so it's, uh, when I was in a coma, so I was, I, uh, they induced me into a coma for, like for 13 days. Mm. I woke up on the 13th day and then uh, because I was um, a bit, um, like I was, I was a bit panicking from where yeah so they actually had to induce me back into the coma they called they called Blair they called Blair and just told him yeah we have to put her back in because she's a bit yeah she was like I was a bit panicking and that's normal to come out of coma because you've been yeah everything shut down in your body for so long and yeah and then when I when I was in my coma I didn't feel anything but when I woke up I remember the second time the first time was panic and the second time when I woke up out of it I remember like um like God's presence was in the room like I felt like this presence and then I started just like like God had refreshed me in the room <laughs> like that's how amazing he is that I had been refreshed in my hospital bed because I hadn't I hadn't um you know, spoken in tongues for so long. And I was speaking in tongues like so loud in the hospital room. And then I heard one of the nurses like come behind my head because I was still on the, I was still on the, the oxygen on the nose, but they had taken the, the high oxygen hose out of my mouth. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, and then I was speaking in tongues. And then I heard the nurse whisper behind me. She was like, oh, is she speaking another language? And, and it's funny because I heard it. But I didn't realize because my body hadn't um, recovered yet. Mm. So, but I was speaking in tongues, like I was full on, like just with, and I was worshiping him. And then, um, and then I started annoying the, <laughs> I started annoying the, the the nurses in the ICU because I started, I got my phone and I started playing playing loud worship music and everything on my phone. Yeah, and then I like because I realized I was like, oh wow, God's here. Like I was just. Yeah, no, I, I started um, talking, talking in tongues, like, constantly, every day, yeah, until I got out, and then I was just, yeah, and I was just, yeah, I was just in awe, like, one, because I, I literally felt, like, his presence in there, like, heal me, I came out of it, doctors told me, oh, you wouldn't, um, you would have to go through physio, because uh, I didn't do one physio, I ended up walking again on my own. They told me I'd be in hospital, I'd have to go to the rehab hospital to try and learn how to walk again. I learned how to walk because I was, I learned how to walk in, I think it was when I, so when I came out, when I was discharged out of hospital, I learned how to walk in probably two weeks. I got myself up and started walking again, yeah. Yeah, because they told me, oh, you'd have to go to rehab. You'd have to do physio, maybe six weeks of physio. I went back to the hospital. They checked my lungs, like I did lung tests and everything. They couldn't understand. They couldn't believe it. My my lungs were functioning at like 85% already back up 
uh, within four weeks of coming out of hospital. They were telling me that I had struggled with my lungs for months and months. Yeah. So I was like, I thank God for his healing. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. um from because from my perspective, we I swear from a family perspective, we were we were nervous. Yeah. You know, we were nervous and one thing I was nervous about was that phone call. Yeah. The phone call from Avantiegi, one of the family. But you know, I thank the Lord that we I love back at I love now. But back then I was a bit nervous. So ladies and gentlemen, as you mentioned when as Trina has mentioned because I was in and out of a coma and there was one time where you called me. Yeah. I called you, yeah. I think that was the first time when I woke up out of the coma, I started calling everyone. Yeah, so you called, you called me through messenger yeah. video. And I remember when I was delivering flowers, I, I saw, you know, it says Trina Fitzgerald, um, video, 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 video talk or video chat. So I accepted it and then, you know, here's you on the bed yeah. saying, Cruz, Cruz, help me. I'm being held hostage. What I'm going to do yeah. is I'm going to open the window. I want you to kind of park the car by the building. Yeah. I'm going to jump out. Yeah. And I'm trying to like figure out myself. Um, this, I'm, I'm not Tom Cruise. You know? This is not Mission Impossible. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, Cruise, rescue me. Yeah. <laughs> Send the car. <laughs> but it was... Um, it was it's, <laughs> like it's real hallucinations. Mm. Like you're hallucinating. Yeah. yeah. Like there is things that I saw in that room that I did not understand yet. I was seeing things like uh, when I, well, actually when I slept in my sleep, because like I told, um, I told my husband, it said I slept and I actually saw mum, yeah. And then I, and then I woke up out of it and it scared me a little, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, these things, I started hallucinating and seeing people walking in the room and I saw Blair walking like straight past me and yeah. Yeah, because being in, like, your my brain was basically shut down for, like, 16, 16 days, yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, what, you know, that's, it's amazing. Maybe yeah. I saw, maybe in, in my hallucinations, I saw you walking past with your, <laughs> with your Uber vest on, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. we, we, laugh, we laugh now, but it was just back then at that year of the moment. Because yeah. when you called, when you called, I was, I was, I felt relieved, but I felt, yeah. I felt concerned as well that you asked me to park the car in your yeah. hospital and you're going to try and jump out the window. It's like, yeah, because yeah. immediately after that, I rang, I rang, uh, I rang one of the family members, uh, Brother Gene, yeah. and well, not, not rang, I just messaged and then yeah. just relayed the message from there. So, yeah, but that's, it's, yeah. it's amazing testimony to, to see that, you know, been in a coma for so long because it was unfortunate that yeah. other people weren't given that second chance to live. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Right. Most were, yeah. most passed, a lot of passed on. However, what have you, you know, coming back to church and that, what do you love about church? What's your favorite thing about church? Now, I remember when I came 20 years ago, you were involved in singing and just as I mentioned, you went a bit, bit of a walk, you came back. Yeah. Uh, that COVID moment was like your you wrote to domestics, yeah. dom domestic, Damascus moment, Damascus moment. But what do you love about church training? Yeah, um, I can't think of like just one thing. That's okay. So, yeah. That's all right. All good. So I love the uh, just the praise and worship, uh, the fellowship. I look forward to the fellowship every week and with brethren and breaking bread, as they say, and. Um, uh, you know, and I look for like we've got a like Parramatta's my home, yeah, and I can't see myself 
uh, in, like you know in, in the, any other church right now but if, you know God willing down the track whatever he wills for me to be somewhere else if he if he calls me but yeah but like I'm you know we're so blessed to have you know to be under the ministry that we're in you know with our pastor and our sister Abby yeah, so and and in Australia yeah we have, we're so blessed to have such an amazing church and be surrounded by yeah, amazing people, but yeah. But, also, yeah. <laughs> but getting, getting, you know, you're involved here, you know, music ministry and yeah. Sunday school ministry. Yeah. Does it bring you back some memories as well in the early days when you, yeah. you know, as a young person? But of course, <laughs> it does, yeah. I, I, I really enjoy teaching kids the Word of God. Mm. That's just, yeah, that's, that's, um, you know, back in the day, I think I had whoa, <laughs> who was who was in my Sunday school cruise? Can you remember? Was Siri? <laughs> I think it was Siri. Uh, so it was Ken, Save, Jerome, uh, the Butt kids, so Butt family kids. Yeah, it was a big, big class. Big Even Vasily. And uh, no, not Vasily, because Vasily and them had already gone off to Kempsey. Oh yeah. Yeah, they took us in the PCYC. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so and it was a big classroom. I said, uh, yeah, we, we uh, I remember because remember we were right next to the the big boxing ring. Yes, yes. Yeah, in Parramatta, but we yeah, it was a big big group that we had, and yeah, but I thank God for all those <laughs> young people and <laughs> the the one that was the most headache in the class was actually my my little cousin Ken. <laughs> Can you just say it again? Yeah. So you can hear this? Yeah. The one that always has to sit at the front next to me. Yeah. All the other all the other students were there. We're always good at listening. Yeah, but Ken was, Yeah, but Ken no, Ken and actually Ken and Sabe. <laughs> to bring them to the front. Bring them to the front, sit them at the chairs at the front, yeah. Just so they focus a little bit more. But yeah. Yeah, but there was yeah, praise God for all the <laughs> All those years here in Sunday school, I really enjoyed, yeah, and I'm enjoying it now, <laughs> teaching the, yeah, in Sunday school. Yeah. With that first batch you had, you know, most of them, uh, all of them have gotten grown up, some have been married, some got yeah. kids now. Does it make you feel old? <laughs> I knew you would say that. Yeah, it does make me feel old, yeah. Pushing 40 now. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, yeah. but it's wonderful to see, you know, that's you you did your part in imparting the word to them yeah. and then we, of course they've gone down their their road yeah. they've gone down their journey but in a way you played some some way or in some manner by imparting the word the yeah. word into them yeah. Yeah. how about now like you're singing because back then you were single but now you're married you're yeah. happily married to a wonderful husband yeah. and got four wonderful kids yeah. does it make it more challenging for you now back then um, knowing that you've got your kids now so oh now it's like with singing and being a part Sing, of the music ministry singing and also Sunday uh, Sunday no, school. No, it actually doesn't because now like uh, it, like what's the exciting part is I get them involved. Like we're always singing at home, singing. Like, we we all sing in the car. Like we we sing some old gospel stuff in the car all together, and yeah, like it's more, um, it's more exciting to do it. I think as a family. Yeah, and so like me, Lucy's a part of the music ministry, but yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah, I think, no, I mean being a part of being a part of the music ministry, like it's yeah, I mean it's a real blessing to be a part of it and you know to lead God's people into worship. 
Uh, I don't like hearing my own singing voice. I don't even like hearing my own talking voice. So I don't know why I'm doing this podcast. But <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, there's nothing like when you step into the presence of God and you sing for him. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not only from in church on a Sunday. It starts from home. Mm. That's what I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So with that as singing as well, as you mentioned, everything starts from home. Yeah. But everything starting from home, does the, the transition for you into singing makes it, makes it a bit easier knowing that you've done as much as you can, can in preparation at home. Yeah. It makes it easier when it comes onto the platform, especially assisting with yeah. Sister yeah. Abby, Brother Justin and yeah. Marianne and so. Yeah, it does. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And even with, um, you know, I'm uh, trying to, you know, encourage Lucy too. She's a, she's because she's just sort of started. She's only twelve years old, but you know, just to for her to understand that it's like it's a ministry to minister unto people. Like it's not there for entertainment or, yeah, it's there to, you know, to draw in the presence of God for people. When the when the lost souls walk into this church, mm. it's so important. It's such a yeah, an important ministry to use to minister to those lost souls so yeah <laughs> in saying that trina let's move on to the next one is let's um we'll call this or well it's the usual uh guess who's coming to trina's house okay. right so you've got table <laughs> pretend you'll be at your home in western sydney yeah. the table we've got five chairs uh you, you know, you've got all the food there you know so five people yeah. you choose to bring to your house and why Okay, so I changed my list how many times, Cruz, but <laughs> I could change it many times, but like I picked five, I would, if I was to pick five, I would pick uh, maybe first three from Old Testament. Yeah. So it would be, first one would be Moses, of course, you know, being a leader of the children of Israel. So it's, yeah, Moses, um, Elijah, had to put in a one great prophet there and um, at so at my gathering in my house I think I'd have to have a musician so I'd pick David to be there because I think we should we will be writing a new song together <laughs> so David um, and from New Testament um, I picked Paul so I think Paul would be a great teacher and you know good to listen to what a teacher at the table um, and I'd want someone, my last one I would pick would be someone that would have an awesome testimony to listen to. And I, um, I picked Mary Magdalene. Yeah, to be in it. Yeah, to be as well. She's one of my favorites in the New Testament. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So there you go. Because she would have witnessed so much being with the disciples. And mm. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Well, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Trina's five people. She'll bring to her house to have some dinner. Yeah. Lovely. Well, moving on, I think we're near the, the, the pointy end of this uh, interview. Um, and since we're at the pointy end, yeah. uh, I just want to say thank you so much, Trina, for availing yourself, for sharing what you've shared, uh, especially, you know, how far you've come. Um, for me, I've known when I was in October with 20 years and I remember the guy when I <laughs> when I got picked up by Uncle Dave twenty years ago, <laughs> and I got old Penzhurst and I met you and met Emily, met Hartley, met all the crew. Yeah. And yeah, it was just wonderful seeing. Now you see how far you've come. Yeah. But is there anything that you want to add, um, in regards to your walk, in regards to, um, what has occurred in your life? Um. Oh, just a word of encouragement. Maybe a word of encouragement yes, for yes. listeners. 
um, that time is so short it's so precious in life that God only gives us you know so little time on this earth to make it right with him you know and um, uh, we have to prepare ourselves I think that's the most important thing and um, we don't want the enemy to steal our time mm. yeah that's what's that's what he's there, there to do is to steal our time steal everything in 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 doing what is God's will in our life so yeah so that's what um, make use of your time yes. as you are before we go home mm. this world is not our home we're passing through so yeah yes and sure you do it right yeah amen amen yeah, Trina. and just as you shared before that COVID moment was your Damascus your turning point yeah of the you know, appreciation of life and yeah. here you are being used in ministry so Praise the Lord for that. And also on top of that as well, yeah. a big shout out to Pastor Reverend Stabby yeah. uh, for them to have this uh, office as a studio. <laughs> studio doing the podcast. But, you know, in everything, give thanks. So, Trina, yeah. thank you so much for sharing your story for God's glory. Thank you. And to all the listen, to listeners that are listening and heard something, taking something out of it, I do hope that it will encourage you, but not only to be a hero, but also to be a doer as well as Trina has summed up that time is precious yes. ladies and gentlemen this is trina this is your mm -hmm. host thank you so much and trina thank you very thank much you. thank you take it easy guys mm -hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I do hope you enjoyed the podcast episode for this week featuring our guest. But tune in next time when we have our next guest, whether it be here in Australia or in another part of the world where they share their story for God's glory. Now, listen, if you're interested in doing the podcast or making your own podcast, you can go on for the Spotify for Podcasters app where you can do a podcast from your phone or from your laptop. And it has many other things, many other, how can I say, other avenues or so or other techniques in order to edit your podcast or, you know, do it in a way where, you know, it brings forth good quality. Now, in saying that as well, look, it's free, it's for free. You can use it from your smartphone or from your Android phone and, you know, start making that podcast. But in saying that, I do hope you enjoyed the podcast, the episode and We'll see you next time. Take it easy. See ya.